the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. I'm your host, Coach C. Collins. Uh, Coach Jeffries, MJ, couldn't be here for this episode because it's a quick impromptu episode because I have somebody who's a recurring guest who just came back for a day. So we said, let's sit down, let's talk, because I've been trying to get this fool to come back to the show for a minute. Um, he, If you want to learn more about him and his history and our history together, uh, please feel free to check out, I think it was episode four three or four I don't know it was, it was a while ago um but he was one of my first guests um a kid I coached and uh, have watched him progress over the years we're gonna get into the show we're gonna have some fun topics to talk about of course really, his championship really, really run didn't even coach me for uh, coach. Uh, here we go all right it already starting but no without further ado let me introduce and reintroduce to you guys uh who know him Kai Huntsbury Yo. I'm about to bag. You gotta ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to DB. Shout out to DB. All right, Kai. So, how are you? I'm doing good. You good? You sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did all the talking before the show. Now I'm doing good. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Um, congratulations on your championship. Let's talk about that. How's that? How does that? Let's talk about how does that feel, that 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 journey, that process, all of it, man. Put it put it out there. I know you've probably talked about it a lot, but um you didn't get a chance to talk about it on my show. So talk about it some talk about that the steps through this year. Uh it was just a surreal type of thing. Like uh, it still hasn't hit me yet. I've said that a couple times, but I really haven't just like sat down and really thought about it. But it's crazy. It's like from a kid nobody really recruited to Someone that's that one nit is like kind of yeah like the best way to kind of end out something, and it's the first in your school's history, right? Yeah. So, um, what about the your relationship with your teammates, your coach, all, all that I, type? Of stuff? I love all those guys. Those are people that I consider family now. It was just something that, like, that was something I really looked for in a school, and like have somewhere where I can really call a home, and like somewhere I can always go back to, and. Like, all the coaches, all the teammates, I love them. Like, and I'm happy to see what they do for these next years. Like, TP is going to commit soon. Ruben and them are going to stay and kill in the next year. Then uh, one of my teammates, Jaden, he just signed pro, had his first bucket as a pro. Nice. And it was just Tyree and everybody, just, I feel like, is going to kill. All right. And then let's talk about your transition then. Uh, what What's the next step? What are uh, you? What would you like to do or what's your plan? I just want to hoop. That's how I always <laughs> said that. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I'm going to play somewhere. Okay. Um, how – so the biggest – well, I'm going to break down a lot of things because this is obviously, you know, for the show, I want to – I want kids to – hear your perspective i want them to know the journey and understand the work it takes so let's let's get delve right into that one the amount of work you've had to put in to get even to this point and to even walk away like i said uh what a what a championship ring and bring something to your school that's the first in history like what's the amount of work, the hours, the the regiment, the the, the self doubt, the self talks, the self motivation, the everything. Like break it all down because there's it's, a lot of kids I think that don't understand it's quite a lot. what it takes. It's like it's just 
I feel like you have to love playing basketball for you to be able to go through a journey, especially if like you're not the most confident. Mm-hmm. And that that was something that I struggled with like really early. And even when I played for you, you would always like I'm always joking, but you always sat me down and knew when to say something like, "Come on, Kai, you can do it." Yeah, that's just something that I, you kind of have to learn how to do yourself, and I'm still learning how to do it. And that's those days are hard, and it's like you're not always going to have a coach that tells you to just rock out and do whatever you want. Right, right. And you're going to have to learn how to, like, uh, I talked about this with my D2 coaches, even throughout this year. Um, They're just saying, like, learn how to self-motivate because not everybody's going to be that motivational person that you have. And, like, I'm glad that I've had motivational people that help me, like, start to at least build confidence. But it takes takes everything, for real. It's a sacrifice, like, a lot of sacrifice and stuff. And even then, like, I still feel like I don't work out enough. And it's like, I always feel like somebody's not working me, but I just want to be better than everybody. Like, that's my goal. I told my trainer that. I told him I want to be the best person that he's ever trained. Nice. And it's just like stuff like that, that I feel like can separate you. It's not really like, it's like all about mindset and how much are you willing to put in to get what you want to get out of what you want. And that's in anything really. What you said reminds me of that one analogy. Um, uh, I think a lot of people have heard it by now on Instagram, but it's, it was this one coach who was saying it. He said, uh, he said like a, a great athlete puts in a puts in a lot of work and still feels like he didn't do enough, right? Where, you know, like a good athlete, you know, puts in an amount of work and, and feels like he, you know, he's done, right? So I, I, I've always found that interesting because I think that is the mindset you got to have. You got to – I try to tell the kids – I tell a lot of people and you can, you know, tell me from your perspective because me being an older guy and you being a younger kid, um, you have to kind of have something, (laughs) something wrong with you. (laughs) You know, you are obsessed with something. We're not normal. That's just the best way I could put it there. You do have to kind of have something wrong with you that you put yourself through all this punishment and, and, and want to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, – pause that, by the way. But uh, Shut up. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, no, but I think, yeah, everybody that I work out with, something's wrong with them. Yeah. That's something that I had to, like, figure out too. It was just they have such a mentality like, that was new to me. And Coach Brandon said it to me when I was younger. Uh, I was in eighth grade. And then he said it to me again my – I think my sophomore or junior – my junior year. He was like, you're not going to – you're not going to succeed because you don't take it seriously enough. You just love playing. Yeah. And I didn't understand what he meant. And now I understand like I understand what he means now. I just love playing. So like I was always in the gym, but I didn't know what I was doing. I okay. just love playing. And I saw how I got better from it because yeah. you I feel like the more and more you play, you're gonna get better. But um something like literally has to be wrong with you. And it's, and it's fun, like it's it's cool to have people around you that have that like that same, same problem. issue. Yeah. because yeah, it's like now it's just someone always challenging you to be better and that's something that I feel like a lot of people I don't I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like nowadays a lot of people kind of run from the challenge more. I agree. Than accepting the challenge because, like, I got coached hard my whole life. Yeah. I didn't really, oh, I'm transferring or doing anything like that. So, Right. And I, I mean. But, yeah, I think it just takes – it really just takes, like, something being wrong with you for real. And then uh, – <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you have to love something that much for you to want to do it. And I feel like – people can't teach you to want to do something. You have to want to do it rather like what, regardless of the reason of why I agree, you have to just want to do it. And I feel like me wanting to be here 
made like I kind of made it happen. And yeah, I have a lot of people to help me, but I, I made it happen. Right, and I mean, yeah, I talk, I I bring you up a lot when it comes to my kids and, and that I coach and uh, players like you that that I've watched have success, and it, it is it is the landscape between you know your years in AAU with me and and what it is now has changed drastically. I mean, you know the the, the reclassing the it's kind of created this crazy storm of um between reclassing um covid uh you know guys deciding to uh retain their years in college right you know it it, it has this effect where guys are getting older guys are getting stronger guys are getting faster you know what i mean it's if you're a think about it with with you you were a young senior right um i got a kid like that right now cab he's a young senior and it's I told him his road's going to be tough because, you know, guys, even at the J.C. level, you know, we got 20 year old freshmen, 20 year old freshmen and no knock on it. It's just is what it is. That's a 20 year old body is so more developed than a 17, 16 year old body. It's just the reality. So it's like um, watching the landscape of what it's all becoming is uh, pretty interesting. I when you when you're working out. Like we talked about guys with the with the screw loose and, and the way we look at the game and the way we obsess over the game. When you're when you're working out with uh like Shine or any of your trainers or any of those guys, like you guys are doing open runs together or working out together and stuff, do you think it adds that other element? Like you said, it's you wanna be around people that have that same mentality. How do you approach it if you ran into someone that kind of doesn't i feel like most of those people don't come to those type of open runs or anything anyway but you I mean, you can tell the guy so, the guys that are going through the motion so um i was kind of one of those guys at the mm -hmm. same time like even during our training sessions like they have a like a literal switch yeah and i'm so always just laughing and yeah because i just You're a goofy it. little fucking kid <laughs> so like that's how i approach like i approach basketball like the, the better i play this like when i have fun yeah but um they kind of they kind of grit like, come on, Kyle, you got to turn it up. You got to right. work out like you're going too slow. And that's something I respect a lot out of them because if you're considered good to some people and, like, you can go through a workout and, like, you could be lackadaisical and, like, some people won't say anything. But all of those guys are, like, people that I always thought were really good. Growing okay. up and I watched and they're always like, come on, you can you can always do more. You can – come on, push yourself. Right. And that's something that that is just tough. Yeah. You need people like that. And that was something that I needed too. Cause it was just have having those people to be like, come on, like you're going too slow. Like stop the workout made my mentality switch. And like, it was like some people don't want to hear it. I didn't even want to hear it. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to hear that. Like, leave me alone. But at the same time, it made me, it made that little switch pop. Like, come on, like now I got to turn up and then they'll get mad at me. Cause now I'm turning up. <laughs> They're like, just do that the whole time. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what, like stole back. Right. Yeah, so that's something that I love from that. And what was the question one more time? <laughs> I'm saying what have you dealt with? If you've been around someone who doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, they're going through the so motions. They, What they did help me out, but I, I have the kind of the same issue that they do. But uh, I would just say um, if you can – if you can continuously right. be with them like, and you know you're going to be around them, I feel like finding uh, or building a relationship to where like find why they love something. Find something that they love that much and yep. then use that as motivation. Like You can bond over something to make them want to do something. Because 
I can't make you love basketball as much as I can, but you, everybody loves something as mm-hmm. much as I love basketball. Right. Like whether that's doing something. So you would just try to find a common goal. I would say like, try to find a common goal. Like, why are you here? If you don't want to, okay, bet. Right. And just try to find a common goal and try to figure out like, okay, you might not love playing basketball this much, but you love something this much. And just try to uh, form like a relationship off of that. And then, once you can form a relationship with somebody to make yeah. them comfortable enough, then you can, I feel like you can push people. All right. And then, so then walk me through, you know, just so again, this is just kind of inform, information I want kids to really understand and know. I mean, walk, walk me through the day to day at, at school or at, at college. I mean, obviously the, the, there's the understanding, okay, you go to class, you got workouts and stuff, but I really just don't think, um, People in general understand, you know, how much work, even if it's on a personal level, you have to put in on a day-to-day grind to play at, you know, a high level. So I would go ahead say, and describe um, it. It would just – it depends on the, like, people. But a lot of my teammates, they always – like, I'll say that about our team. We A lot of people were always in the gym. Yeah. And that was cool to see. But uh, for me, we would have – like, we have an early lifting group and we have a later lifting group. But mm-hmm. um, I would work out before practice. And then, uh, what time was that usually like? In the, mar- like, early like in the morning like, or afternoon nah. or so towards the end of the season, practice was more like 10, 11. Okay. But earlier in the season, around like nine. Okay. So I would probably, I'll get to practice like an hour, sometimes an hour early. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, like a little later. Yeah. 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 But, um, I'll work out before practice. And if I didn't have time, I would work out like, or I'll shoot right, yeah. right after. And then I would come back usually with uh, some of our managers around like eight or nine. Okay. PM, and then we'll have practice, and then I'll lift around 12, whenever practice ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll just be like, I'll probably, I'll try to work out like twice or three times. Okay. Like, and a lot of them aren't just like heavy, oh, I'm over there patting the ball yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah. But like just trying to figure out like my shooting. And right. Just trying to continue to have rhythm. But um, it takes a lot, to be honest. Okay. Especially when you see. Like when you see all those people in the gym, like yeah. that, it's kind of contagious. It's right, like, it makes you want to go because you don't want to yeah. feel like the odd man out, right? Yeah. So it was like it was fun to have people like I would whenever I would go in, like sometimes we won't even have enough court. I have to wait, like <laughs> sit sit back and wait. I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm ch- this is my time. Like when y'all start coming this late, that's how it is. I mean, and right. then well, what about like did you guys have film sessions and all? Oh that yeah, stuff we too? have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We watched film for sure. We watched film for a long time, especially. Um, but it was good. I like to have that part too because I watch a lot of film on my like on my own. Yeah, just trying to figure out how to get better at certain things. Right. But um, their film sessions was really good. They're really attention to detail. Like, okay. That was a lot, a lot of details and everything. That let was me, the main part. Let me ask you, like, why you guys are in film session and stuff? Um, because you know I've 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 do film sessions with my kids and it, you know um obviously film sessions can have a like it's it's kind of a it's an interesting setting because you're you're obviously watching yourself but you're trying not to get captivated by any highlights but at the same time you're all quiet in a room but then you might say a joke here and there and then everyone starts laughing so you know was your coaches and your players did they keep a pretty good balance between yeah. all of it like yeah you know it was what a I good mean? balance a lot of because like, I mean even your coach even I say jokes in the films. So yeah, no, like, our coaches surprised. like I feel like they would start off. They always started off with a joke, and right. here there, like if we were in there for a long time, they'll say one in the middle. Right. They always had some jokes, but uh, and when people when we saw some highlights, we would like, dang, <laughs> you, you hear people, but uh, 
they did a really good job, and it was uh, they kept us all focused. They kept us all attentive towards everything, and they chewed us out. Yeah, for real. But it was, of course, it gets annoying to everybody. But when you look back at it, like during the moment when you get chewed out, obviously you're gonna be like, bro, whatever. <laughs> but like when you look back at it, I'm I'm grateful for it because they they hold you to a really high standard, and yeah. that's something that if you want to be good and you want to be a pro, then that's something that you have to be able to do, even mm-hmm. though it gets annoying, like. It's all about how you respond to it. Like you can, you can see it. Like they even said it sometimes to me. Like I can see like oh, you're annoyed, but you're trying. Yeah, like you're literally going out there and you're doing your best to do what we said. And I feel like that's the best thing you can really do. Right. To respond to that instead of trying to talk back or trying to do anything because if they're not yelling at you, they really don't care. They I don't care like. exactly. So as long as you have, and it's hard to really say because you have to go through it for you to really understand it. Because you're going to have somebody that gets under your skin bad. and You're just going to have to go through it. And right. that's something that I had to do. Like, even though I can, I take criticism really well. But even me, I was like, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear this. Like, But it's all about how I responded. And they, they thought I did a, a good job. And it was just, um, I'm happy to have people like that. And I'm happy to have people like you too. And they're lucky because you have to learn how to want to watch film and do all that by yourself by the time you get to this age yeah yeah if you're, you're not right. watching film now then when by the time you get to college it's gonna be like a for like like what you never watch film or, yeah i mean i try to you know i do that with my my youth kids my fifth grade my sixth grade i do i use my film sessions also as like a family bonding time and stuff yeah. you know you go to someone's house and we all eat some food and we watch and you know you try to i i, I use it that way but the kids are still learning but like you said i'm trying to get them conditioned to do that stuff early because I'm I'm the type of coach, and I've always been like this. Even when I coach you, I I'm trying to coach you to where you want to be at, right? I'm not coaching you to be a high school player. If your goal is only to be a high school player, then I'm probably not. You know, you shouldn't even be on my teams. You know what I mean? I'm coaching guys who have made a conscious choice, or have at least said to me to some degree, "I want to play college ball. I don't care where, but I want to play college ball." Okay, well, I'm gonna coach you like what they expect in college, right? Um, the unfortunate side, I would say, with AU now is just kids are a lot softer. There's a lot more um, – there's so many more programs, and it's a lot of it's a lot of directors that are and coaches that are willing to tell kids whatever they want to hear. So they can play. Yeah, so they can play for them. You know, I mean, you, you know to a degree. Like, you know, there's people that sell you – you know, they'll sell water to a well. They don't right. care. Like, it's all about, um, you know, get my – Put my jersey on, make our club look good. That's all yeah. they care about. As opposed to me, I'm invested in the kid. I don't, you know, YBA, now Team Rise, you know, shout out to Adidas and Compton Magic, got me on the circuit. But um, if even if the high school, let's say, fails, and what I mean by fail is, let's just say we're getting our butts kicked, we go 0-8 or whatever, YBA is still going to be here. Because the foundation is the youth and the development. At the end of the day, that's that you know, you know, you're a product of that. You know, kid came in seventh, eighth grade, and you know, been here ever since. Like that's the, that's our base, right? Yeah. The high school side is just the, the end destination. So, but a lot of programs, that's usually not the case. I mean, the, the you know the the. The NBA sponsor programs, the team Lillers, the Jalen Green elites and stuff, that's a different category, right? They got an NBA guy backing them up. They got resources, finances, you know, the Oakland Soldiers, um, things like that, like programs like them, 
where I think they're kind of they're in a situation where they're they're kind of obligated to push out a certain type of athlete. I think that puts a lot of crazy pressure on them, right? So sometimes, um, you, you know, it's got to be like win at all costs, right? Yeah. And that's where, to me, it, it walks a fine line, right? And that's where you can you can see a lot of shady stuff happen. What I wanted to talk to you about now that you're really removed out of it, out of AAU basketball, you you know you you really can kind of sit back and observe now. What we talked about it in your episode before, but now it's you know, what has it been, like two years, two years now? Yeah, like, I don't know if you've just seen kind of the shift of it and things. I, I think a lot of AU's become more mixtape culture now, you know. Yeah. so many kids that are the next best great. And you were a kid that was honestly quite the opposite. Like, you weren't a mixtape kid. You weren't, you know, you had to earn that shit. And then, like you, like you said, earning it and going through it and having guys like, me and coach Brandon and us push the fuck out of you and say, no, like keep going, keep going yeah. is now put you in a position where to me, I, I think you, you, you know, you have that, that hunger and desire that that is required to be a high level athlete. What do you, what would you have to say to this kind of mixtape softer AU culture? What, what's your perspective on it? Uh, I think like, the people don't understand like even when people are getting mixtapes like i i met some of like the top like the number one junior in the nation mm -hmm. and like him and i'm like and i watched him play you mm -hmm. and i'm like dang like he really plays hard yeah like and that's the thing that surprises a lot of people right it really doesn't matter about a lot of stuff he's gonna get a mixtape regardless yeah, yeah, yeah consider he's the number one player in the nation right but people don't understand like Everybody that has mixtapes, they like either they really, really just naturally okay, they have it, or like they really do play hard and they have it, and like right. they he really plays hard. And right. That's something that a lot of people don't understand. Like I watch Cooper Flag play, and he's considered the number one two player in his class. Right, it's right. Like, they all play really hard, and that's something that you don't really see as much because everybody wants to be cool. Right. And I don't. It's weird because it was just like, dang, there's cameras everywhere, and like people everywhere. Are like, <laughs> you make a you make a play and now you're looking at the camera and like it's cool i guess <laughs> like but i I don't know this is weird right like because because you didn't grow up i mean again like and it's not like you're I, super I, old but it wasn't yeah, like, like that. i grew up watching people that were like that like obviously like the trevor dunbars the quill cars yeah the kill cars my bad and like people like that, that i'm like dang i want to be like that one day but even then it's just like i don't really find no need for it right because i just that's just, it's probably just me. I don't know. I don't really just look out for cameras. <laughs> that, that's what, that's just, it's weird. I feel like, and I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. I saw somebody play the, uh, this past week, my, one of our managers, Des, one of my good friends, he, um, he coaches the AAU team. Yeah. And then I was watching one of his kids play. He's tough, like really good. Nice. And he made a play and he looked out for the camera, but they were losing. Right. And, and I'm like, just like, tell them, like, don't be so consumed in, like, the fact right. of, like, because if you can hoop, they'll find you, I feel like. Right. Because there's some people that can hoop. Yeah. He can hoop. Right. And they're going to get him, regardless if you have a mixtape or not, because you're playing those caliber of players and you're hooping. Like, you don't need a mixtape for people to know that you're good. I didn't need, like, I don't go out, because you can watch film, you can do all that. And I just feel like if you're so consumed in how you look, and it's just going to end up, like, bad. Yeah. Well, Cause once, because once right. you run into those people that all were like that, like you're gonna get to a level where everybody's just like was like you in high school, and everybody is like that too. So, 
Okay. Now what? What are you gonna do when you're not? You're not that guy. <laughs> like, are you still gonna look out, or is that the only reason why you play? Yeah. Like to look good for the camera, and that's something that um is that makes me like, dang. Well, then uh, what I want you to talk about too, like when you when you're at the collegiate level, especially like I said, playing at at a level you did, and the the importance of roles, the importance of you know, buy in, oh, right? The importance of team culture, right? The importance of, you know, being efficient, right? Because we, we, it's so crazy because, like, I'm watching uh, uh, Shine do his training today, you know, with the prospective NBA guys or pre work summer league guys and what a, whatnot. And, so many kids or so many people don't realize that a lot of those pro training things and such, it's not all these crazy cones. It's the it's simple literally stuff. Just make shots. Yeah. Can you make shots or not? Yeah. It's deep. It's just small, you know, little small, simple detailed, backdoor yeah. cuts or catch one, pull two, up, pull yeah. up. It's nothing crazy. But like a lot of people don't really understand. Like when you watch a workout, you'll see like some people work on, yeah, like people like Steph, he'll do like step backs and stuff, but yeah. it's not, he's not doing 15. Yeah, they moves. think he's doing like 15,000 reps like of he'll that. He'll catch yeah. it and go hard, like, okay, one, two dribble, step back. Yeah. And that's a, and that's really, that's simple. Right. It actually is. Cause yeah. it's like, okay, he's here. I'm going to step back. He's not really doing all of that. But I would say like team buy in is crazy. Like that's something that we preached. We've had film sessions about like if our team huddles weren't tight. Yeah. And that's something that's really important. Like to a me. small detail, right? Yeah. Like, a, well, so what someone might say a small detail, but that's it makes the a big, big difference. Yeah, it's the yeah. biggest thing. And I feel like, and our coach preached it to us was just like, compete. Uh, wait, what, what was our motto? Compete, serve. Dang, I don't remember. <laughs> See, you out of school no, already. Though. Yeah, for real. I'm locked <laughs> out. Oh, believe, serve, and compete. Nice. And we have to believe in each other, compete for each other, and serve each other. I like so that. it was just something that. We always any preach just love like love each other yeah all the time like I don't care like because Coach Wood he brought us into film one day he just thirty minutes about how our team huddles didn't look tight we didn't look like a team we all looked disappointed in each other like in specific things and he was like do you do you believe in him we're like yeah and why are you looking at him like that like right in that moment he might not have taken it taken it that way like and if people can see that. Your face right here, like, and your teammates see it. Just imagine because this is on TV. Yeah. Everybody thinking, like, oh, dang. Right. So it was just stuff like that that he preached. And, like, everybody, I be, like, believe serving compete is, like, the biggest thing to us because we had people that had were a 1,000 career point scores that weren't, their roles weren't to shoot the ball that much. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. Because, like, I'm in college and I've scored a 1,000 points. But now but your you roles. Want, but you don't want me to go out and try to go get a, like right, and people don't understand like they they had to sacrifice so much for us to win, and the fact that they sacrificed for that like somebody told me like we can always go back and watch film yeah we can always go back and see your stats yeah we can always go back and look at all of that stuff but if I came and saw you play like how do you interact with your team like how are you when you're not making shots what else can you bring besides mm-hmm. okay if you're a shot maker or something like that what else can you bring and. I had to sacrifice too. Like I went from scoring twenty points, shoot whatever shot I wanted, yeah. basically, to like some of those shots. Coach would be on my ass for. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And right. I'm like, bro, I can make this. And like that's something that you had to learn for. I had to learn too. It was just like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like, why are you hating? Basically, right. 
And he just was like, I'm not hating. I want the best possible shot yeah. for us to win. It's efficiency, right? And nope. it was just something like I didn't understand, but like the more and more he explained it and more and more throughout the year, even then he was like, I need you to take some tough shots sometimes and I need you to make them. Like we, we need that. But right. the more simple, like the more we can get a great shot every time, the more we're going to win. And yeah. that was something that you have to do to win. Like the most important thing is winning. All of those things that you said like equate to winning, like knowing your role and sacrifice, like knowing your role is winning. Because if you if you have a role on the team and you're trying to do something else, that that sacrifice is winning. And I, well, and I think too, because when they get you guys in college, essentially, even though you're all young men, you're 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 still men though. You're young men. And you're all learning, but 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 you're men, and it does kind of eliminate the parent element. And I do think in AAU culture, that's why it's hard. It's because yeah. some parents, like your parents, are great. They always. They just let, let us do our thing. They let, they let us do our care. thing. They didn't give a fuck. But, you know, I'm a, this is just my own experience being in this AU stuff and director and whatnot. There's a lot of parents that, you know, they, especially now, they just, they make everything difficult, you know, coaching your kid and think their kid deserves uh, X amount of playing time, X amount of shots, X amount, you know, right? I say, like, they, like I respect it because every parent wants that to happen. Our coach would say the same thing when he came to talk to us. He was like, me, if I go to my kid's game I, and I'm a college coach and I understand this, yeah, he would be like, I want my kid to be – I want my kid to hit a home run. I want to ask my kid these questions like, oh, why didn't you do this? Why right, didn't you right. do that? And he was like – and it's hard. It puts like – it's hard for that. He was like, it sucks because like I understand what it's like. He understands that side. feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, like as a parent, you would want that for your kid. Right. But I just – I really just think that it's kind of – it's really based on what type of kid that that person – that the kid is. Yeah. I just say, like, no matter what my parents say, like, my parents would be like, man, you need to play this. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. I didn't care. Yeah. It's all about getting better. So, like, you might have a role, but that doesn't mean that your role won't change. Right. Like, and if th- you continuously work on something, like, say, coach is like, oh, I need you. I don't want you to shoot threes that much. It doesn't mean, like. Don't ever shoot a three. Yeah. It doesn't mean, like, when I go home, I'm about to just try to dunk everything and work <laughs> on layups. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, like you're gonna, their coaches are gonna try to play to your strong suits, but they're never saying like we don't need you not to do anything like right like that because we have a kid named Aaron on our team. He's tough. I right, think he's gonna be crazy. Okay, he's a sophomore. Okay, and he wasn't like I don't think the year before he didn't shoot as many threes and stuff yeah. like that. But he like he was in the gym all the time. Now he's shooting one, two dribble pull ups, cast. Like when he shot it, we always thought it was going in. Right, and that's something that he didn't. Like, I'm not saying he didn't have it. Right. But, like, that's something that he wasn't shooting in the beginning of the year. And, like, coach would get mad at people shooting mid-range shots. But when he shoot it, we all standing up like, right. oh, that's a bucket. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not saying, like, his role won't ever be different. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that we never thought he couldn't do it. Coach never thought he couldn't do it. It was just the fact, like, at that exact moment, he didn't want him to do that yet. And that's something that kids have to realize, like, everything is not about what you need at that moment. Right. Because you can progressively get better. Yeah. Like, I shot, I don't I don't know, like 30% from three my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then I shot 40. Man. Then I shot 41. There you go. And then, I, then, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, our coach wasn't like, even then, our coach wasn't like, don't shoot three. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want you to shoot. And yeah. that's something that I had to get over myself. Because once I got on my head, I was like, oh, it's cash now. You got to shoot like, your I, way out of that, yeah. But it's like knowing, like, putting in the work for you to be able to, because once you, if you put in enough work to do something, they're gonna let you do it because you've shown that you can do it at a high clip. Especially in practice, so that's I feel Facts. like practice is where coaches. 
well, I can speak from a coach perspective. Practice is where I I develop trust in what you can do. Yeah, like I wouldn't. People weren't just out here shooting random shots. Like, oh, Kai never shot this in practice. What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just all these shots that they've seen me like. Even in my training sessions, when they would come and watch, I'm shooting these shots. Yeah. Even when like at late at night when I'm by myself and people ask what was Kai doing because they would always ask like who's in the gym who's yeah not? yeah they would know like I work on these things and it's just like all these people that you see shooting these shots that don't just come into a gym and just right like, bet I'm about to now I'm, I'm him <laughs> I'm him I'm about to just shoot this I'm James Harden I, I'm about to just shoot this step back but I, but I, but it makes me wonder when when did uh or why there ha, there is a sh- something happened in basketball where there's a shift where the term role player came with this negative connotation now, know, right? Uh, and I don't know how or I'll why. Be, I'll be a role player. Yeah, exactly. Anywhere. But, but that's, people, it's you just, get paid to know your role. Yeah. There's only a select few people that can do whatever they want. And those are people that are getting paid $400 million. Yeah, exactly. Right. Those are the crazy, like. But even scoring is like a role. Like, like even, yeah. you like, know what I mean? even them, yeah. their role is to be that guy. Yeah, like, exactly. They didn't ask them to do anything else. Like, there's people that are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to go out there and rebound. Yeah. Tell me to get paid a million dollars. I'll come Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but but when you say this to like, you know, I, I could have a group of sixth graders, you know, fifth graders, seventh graders, whatever, and I'm like, hey, you know, I need this kid to play this role. Like, of course, we're going to develop other things. He's going to get chances to do other things, but I need him to focus on this component of his game. Cause he's only 12 years old. I need him to develop this. And you know, if it, if it doesn't agree with, I guess, whatever their trainer tells them, you know, their trainer's like, no, no, he should be doing this, this, this. And if it's like not a glamorous role, I guess, which typically means he's not scoring as much as they want him to. Um, that's when you get the kids going to other AU programs or, you know, being like, Oh, I don't like what you hear. And I, and I don't know why this shift in culture got like this, where, Every if you say to a kid, "Hey, your role is to protect the paint. I need you to clean up uh, rebound and clean up garbage baskets. And you know, if a guy drives, you're ready. Your hands up or ready for the dump pass for the layup. Right? Just three simple things like that that can help win a game. You know, I'll get a conversation from a parent. Um, why isn't my son dribbling more? Or why why aren't you letting him take threes? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I'm trying know. to get him to make layups first. <laughs> for real, <laughs> so, I just. Uh, I don't know, and it it comes with a lot like of just who you are and knowing that if you get the opportunity, you'll make the most of it. Yeah, I, and I think that people don't understand that as young as I kind of did, but it, I think it comes with like the love of basketball. I feel like a lot of parents now kind of, I don't know, but I feel like pressure is put on people to where like my parents have never pressured me to play any sport. True, they found like. They found that I had a genuine love for something, and yeah. they pushed me towards it. Yeah. Like, they held me accountable. They would make sure, like, oh, you say you're going to do this, now you're going to do it. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that I've taken from them. Like, right. hold that accountability. To but it wasn't them. like they were forcing you. Yeah, there wasn't like, yeah. no, you're going to practice. There's no if and or buts about it. Right. Like, they would just, my mom would literally be like, oh, I'm about to go. Oh, go play basketball, huh? Right. I'm like, yeah. They're like, of course. <laughs> so it was just stuff like that to where it's, like, when you have a lot of people in your ear, it's like, what do you have? Like, what what is your reason of playing? Like, I feel like that comes a lot of in why people can't take rules or like ego 
and I feel like ego comes from uh, mixtape yeah. culture for me. That's my opinion. It's just, the yeah. social media aspect and because everybody has to have ego, yeah, to be able to do something with basketball. Like, but you, you have gotta to check it. But you have to have like, but ego is not always ego is not a bad thing. No, it's ego not. is just like especially if you carry yourself. Everybody has to have a little cockiness to them. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I'm that guy, mm-hmm. but it's not. I'm never gonna portray that to where I'm gonna disrespect or like not know I'm not good. Like, I know I'm not good enough to where I can talk back to anybody because nobody is. Right. The best players have even said that there's always someone that knows more. Right. There's potentially someone that's always better. Yeah. So like I I personally know that. So whenever somebody's gen, like if somebody's trying to help me, I'm gonna listen. Or right. if this is what I need to do to stay on the floor, like why wouldn't I? Because if you go somewhere else and they're just letting you do whatever you want, you're going to run into somebody in college. Okay, you're not going to do whatever you want. And right. if you have a problem with it, okay, you can leave. I right. don't care. Exactly. I can find another person like you. And the only people that can really afford to have attitudes are like the unicorns. Right. Like if Zion Williamson had an attitude, what you going to tell him? I'm going to find another you. <laughs> you're not. No, you're not. not. <laughs> like Bron, what you going to tell Bron? You're uh, not. You're not. And right. even then, those people have great attitudes. They do. And that's what makes them really good. Like they hold themselves to where like they think, oh, I'm that guy. But also they're willing to learn. And I feel like that's something that people have to kind of incorporate in their game because I, I everybody had a rule. Even yeah. like dur- during certain games, I have a rule. And that's different from what I like what I am. Right. Because it's like uh, when we played Wisconsin, like I was my whole goal. I, I was like, bro, I don't care about offense. I really don't. Like I was just trying to shut down anybody. Right. Because that was going to help us win. Because obviously, if I'm not hitting shots, what else can I contribute to the game? And that's something that I learned early, too, from getting coached by y'all and having people just be like, you're not just, I'm not just a scorer. I'm a, yeah. I'm a basketball yeah. player. So whatever I need Play to defense, do. Play defense, pass the ball, rebound, so whatever I need do everything. To do to yeah. win, like, I'm going to do that. So, like, our coach even said it after our tournament. He was like, whoever would have thought, Kyle Hussberg, defensive <laughs> style. And I'm like, but it's just like the, the effort that yeah. it takes to win. It's like knowing, just knowing that what you need to do to win is something important. And knowing what you need to do to win is knowing, like, what I am as a player. And a lot of people don't want to sit down and have that talk. Right. Like, what, who am I as this basketball player, because I'm not. Some people aren't. You're not. Some people aren't those guys for real. Like right. when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Like, you could be really good at something, but you're trying to do something else, and it makes you look crazy. And our coach would preach about that all the time. He's like, when you're simple, he'd be like, when you're going to the bat, you jump stop, Kai, you look great. When you're doing the simple things, you look great. If you're doing too much, I'm not saying you look bad, but it's not as good. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I feel you on that because I made the game. Too yeah. complicated. No, nah, you're right. Well, your coach is right. <laughs> um, well, then, well, I want to bring this up. Let me go ahead and talk about this hot take because um, you got to have a perspective on this because this is something completely new and is affecting the whole landscape of college basketball and basketball in general, the transfer portal, mm. right? Um, I'm going to have uh, Zach on the show soon, too. I've been talking to him. Um, cause he was a kid who transferred from San Jose to Sac State and, you know, he graduated and stuff now. And I've, I'm glad I'm getting a chance to talk to basically guys like you seniors cause you guys are kind of removed and, but you were still in it, but you're out of it now, right? You're in the in-between spot. So I'm just, what do you overall think of the transfer portal? Right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. What, what think, do you think? I think like it's, it's good because some like sometimes people really just make like the wrong choice yeah. for them. I and totally like, agree with that. And I feel like it's needed, but I feel if you're behind someone at an early age and you feel like, Oh, I don't, 
I'm not trying to really be behind this person. And I've, it was great to be behind someone that's really good because you learn, like you get to fight every day in practice. And they're preparing you, right? Yeah. Like if I have a senior basically and I'm behind a senior and I'm still playing and I'm putting up and this might be not the numbers that I'm trying to do at this time, but like if I'm playing and I have this, like why, why leave a situation like that? Because you don't want to keep working that hard or, or you yeah. want to go somewhere where it's like now nah, I'm just that guy. It just comes back to the whole ego thing. But um, I think the transfer portal is good. Like I got, I was picked up by the transfer portal. Yeah, and I just think like it's it's harder for kids now because no offense, they're gonna choose someone like me, like who has yeah. college experience before they choose a, yeah, high a high school senior. Yeah, yeah like, they are. And it's it's unfair to them because there's some high school seniors that can really help people win. And I feel like building culture can't just start always with a senior or something like that. They mm-hmm. need someone like fresh and new that, or like some people need younger kids for them to understand like, okay, we can build this culture here. And now people would want to come here. Exactly. But also having an older kid also, he already knows what kind of being in college is like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I see both sides of it. And I think the transfer portal is good, but also I just feel like sometimes it's just, thousands and thousands of kids are always yeah. in the portal and like, Oh, I don't like this exact situation. So I'm going to leave or I'm not, I'm not producing as much as I thought. And I would say like, that's cool. Like I understand, but at the same time, it's just like, I just feel if, unless it's like a completely better situation, like some people transfer up, which is really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm other, like if you're a D2 kid and yeah. Or like, even if you're a lower level division, when you're at 20, there's people that go to higher divisions and I can see why. Yeah. Like, but I just feel if you're in a good situation for you, but you just don't like that challenge. I just feel like I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally transfer, but I can. Well, because there's a few kids that I was surprised. One that comes to mind that you know, obviously, and again, I don't know the ins and outs. Obviously, we know we, we can't know the details of everybody's situation. But um, like uh, Issa um, leaving um Stanford. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. Oh, uh, see, I was. I thought um, I thought they were building for him um for the future, not like currently. But I mean, but again. He's a good player. He's going to bounce somewhere and be just fine. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's just, stories like that that kind of surprise me, I, I think guess. it's kind of like an Isis because watching him play, it's just they're not using – like like I was saying, like sometimes the situation is just not – they don't use him, mm-hmm. I feel like, to the best of what he's capable of. Right. And if something – like a situation like that, I would transfer too. Yeah. Because especially I've been there for two years now. And like yeah. now it's just kind of wasting my time. Like I understand building around somebody and – doing that but the more and more you keep bringing in players and now right, it's like right. what am I what do you need me for exactly. not even what do you need me for because I feel like Issa can play a lot of like yeah. he's really 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 no good. like I said he's he's a great player he's well, going to be just fine yeah. yeah so it's just like stuff like if you're not people aren't using me to what I'm capable especially like if I have a role and I know my role and he's really good at his role yeah. and they're not using him to be him right. then I would then yeah okay I feel like he's he's going to do really good especially once he finds somewhere that uses him to yeah. what he can do he's gonna be tough and it's like you know i was talking even you know so what what i what i've been advocating for because of the transfer portal just a lot of this stuff is um i encourage a lot of my high school kids to go jc right just jc um i know you know we do have some prep schools some um i would say are more credible than others but i've encouraged a lot of my kids you know jc whether you have the gray shirt, red shirt, whatever, whatnot, um, especially in our area, right? I tell them we're in a very unique situation here in like Cause Sacramento because yeah, there's because there's six JCs in our area, yeah, and that's not usually the case for most 
places, usually they only have like one or two. I mean, even in the Bay, you only really have two. You have Alameda, um, Chabot. Well, that's Hayward more or less, but still like, and then um, uh, Merritt. And that's, you know, really, and that's all the way in the hill. So it's like they're not even, but here you have Sierra, all ARC, like Sac City. Minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yuba City, Folsom Lake, like consume this. So, I, but what I tell the kids is even at the end of the day, if you really break it down numerically, um, there's roughly, let's say every college in our area only is, has 10 kids, right? But obviously usually it's like 15 or more. But let's say at least 10 kids are playing. Right, you have the six JC, Sac State, William Jessup, right? So at any given point, there's only eighty kids, maybe eighty to hundred kids playing college basketball every year, chess in our immediate area. So I tell them like looking at a JC like less than or looking at it just doesn't even, make sense to me. Because even when I was younger, I kinda was like, Oh, do you want a bus? Do you want yeah, a bus? Yeah. that's what you're kinda built for, but <laughs> now you see <laughs> every, bro everywhere there's somebody that'll bust your ass exactly like, literally every single level there's somebody D3 bust your ass D2 bust your ass D1. right there's people there's people that aren't like are D1 because of people that they know yeah sometimes it's just about who you know and like it's kind of a combination of luck who you know or and you also, know like there's Juco kids that are bust your ass yeah like, there's people there's everywhere there's and this I, mistake that people I, think like oh if a kid is D three and he go against a D one guy. The D one guy just wins automatically, yeah, right? No, you it's know, not like that at all. Because some people are like, like I'm saying, but also people are D one literally because they know their role and they're really good at it. Yes, and people don't understand that because they're like, oh, if you're D one, you should be. Oh, you're you're this. You could probably do every like, bro. That's not, not the case. Not every D one player is like a thirty point a night guy, right? A, He's a, just a Tyler Perry, right. not a TP, <laughs> uh, one of them, or Ruben, or like, right, right. Because we have t- I, my teammates, like there's I have teammates that can do a, every, like a lot, yeah, but not everybody can do that, right? Like especially if we played against teams that, oh, there's a dude that's a sniper, he can shoot. You go to the basket, it's not so pretty. Yeah, he gets like all he can do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's so good at that, right. that's why he's here. You yeah. can tell why, because yeah. when we left him open, he made it. <laughs> or if we was late on the closing, right. he made it. He and make you're it. like, okay, I understand why. Right. This is his and role. Like, yeah, but he's like so, like that's what he's really good at. And there's no knocking him about anything else. Right. Because you could be like, oh, all you could do is shoot. Okay, I do it better than you. <laughs> I do it so good, I'm here. Exactly. And there's people that are really like good at knowing the rules but in J in Juco I played against people that were crazy I had in my our D2 league yeah it was like one of the best D2 like there's teams there we played a D2 team this year was cooking yeah like, there's people that people don't understand how close the difference of D2 and D1 is yeah what I always yeah. express is just the the, the size the, the size yeah the, the size physical body and like the size and I would say the the in and out athleticism and size of people every day. Because yeah. you'll run into some people, even if our coach said it, like you'll run into some people that are like in D2 that are like, dang, these are freaks. But like, yeah. more and more we have. On the D1 side, you're going to see that a lot. Yeah, more and more. Like dang there every night we run yeah. into somebody that's like, a freak of nature. Like, we, like, every, like right. every single team had right. somebody, you're like, oh, what is this? Boom. You're like, dang. Like, or dang, every team 6'10", somebody, right. somebody 7 foot, somebody's. Yeah. Length like we had teams that shortest person on the team was six three. Yeah, and that's that's a huge adjustment. (laughs) What what is this? Right, that's a huge adjustment. It's just it's just stuff like that that it's really the main difference. I wouldn't say a lot is different, especially from playing. I feel like skill wise, especially I feel like D two has a lot of really skilled, like really 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 skilled because Mm -hmm. we're not that at like 
a super freak athlete. Right. What else are you gonna do? You're gonna work on all your abilities. But um, but then in D one, you're running to people that are really skilled with freak of nature athleticism. Right. So it's like it's it's that's the main difference. I yeah, would say I agree. And I mean that's yeah. Because even D two, there's D twos that have D one teams. Yeah. Like full of people that. Well, I remember that story. There's this like Division three in Canada, that's like really good. They run like this crazy five outs. They were beating D ones and shit. Like I, I can't remember the name, but they did a whole special on them or whatever. There was like but, so many D ones that beat. I mean, D twos that beat D ones this year. Yeah, there was NAIA's that beat yeah. D ones this year. That's what I'm, I feel like. So like you said, it's really that. It's all about fit, circumstance, you know, all that stuff, and that's that's why. Well, that's why I'm glad I have you on the show, and that's why I'm preach on this show is like I'm trying to give the information out to the parents and kids so at least they have somewhere that is truly speaking authentically because of course like you can look at the top end like if you look at um Shannon Sharp's podcast or um Shaq's podcast or you know all, uh, this, all that they're they're talking to the top end guys who already made it and are retired yeah. so it's like and oh it's those, easy to believe them and but, all those people like a lot of them people were D1 kids yeah Unless, like, you got Jimmy Butler on there who was a right. Juco kid. Yeah. One D1 or, like, uh, J.J. Duncan, Reddick and all Duncan, those guys. Yeah, Duncan yeah. Robinson who was NAIA to D1. and Right. But it's just it's just way different. And even now, like, my friends that, like, go D2, it's like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, people don't understand, like, not a lot of people can play D2 basketball. You're right. Not a lot of people can play Juco. Like, actual, because there's Juco's that. Anybody can go play at a juco. Right, right, like right. Teams that are really good, yeah. you're not making that team. Right, like um, like uh, uh San Francisco. So yeah, San Francisco like a, lot of, a normal dude that like, yeah. walks out like that, that can hoop at a park is yeah. not making that team. Nah, nah, because they they get they push out studs. Like, <laughs> really, they push out a lot of really good like <laughs> basketball players, and yeah. it's just people don't understand like there's there's levels to it because yes, yeah, like. Some D one dudes is really like that for yeah. sure. That's why they're prospects. That's right. why going to the NBA and all right. of that. But there's some D two dudes that are like that too. Right, and and, again, and that's, but they usually end up transferring up. Right, but, but that's why they transfer because they're really like that. But there's no knock on people that are being D two like it's my my assessment is kind of like with the transfer portal. It's kind of turned college basketball to a degree into AAU in terms of like. If you don't like this, I'm going to leave, right? Not saying that's everyone's situation, but I get it to the college level because so that, that's a business. Yeah. It's the business. Uh, 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 people need to understand colleges, even if you want to look back historically at their at the foundation, now the real, histor- the real historical fact about colleges, they were based off of classism and racism. But taking out that component, it was mainly based off of um, business. It's the business. It, that's why they call it an, an institution of higher learning, right? Because an institution is finance, you know, it's it's financially funded. So it's like at the end of the day, th- this is a business, right? right? So I get on the degree of the transfer portal because it's just like a job, right? Like of course it's a job you love, but it's a job. But but, but with a culture, I don't know. It's I a just little think different. it's kind of like I feel like if you're, it's kind of like coaches. If a coach gets offered a better position, he gonna leave. Yeah. Like no offense. Yeah, it's true. Because when our head coach left and, like, he was doing a great job, he's been winning, but if I got offered. But he got offered. <laughs> if, I got, if I got offered that again, I'm leaving too. As I'm saying, <laughs> and I get up. it, and like, I get it. So it's just it's just situations, and it's no knock to him because yeah. he's doing what is best for him. And, and feeding his, his family, family. Yeah. right? Yeah. But, like, as I – because some people really do need to leave. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have a better situation somewhere else. But 
I think sometimes people overthink their situation because they had a really good situation because it's not always it's not always better. Well, that and that's but that's what I'm saying. I think it's like a triple trickle up effect from AAU because like so, you know, I'll give you an example for me this year. Right. Um, I have I had a really good freshman team last year, like really, really good. Um, I think they only took like two or three losses the whole season Had a couple guys who, you know, I think one for sure might have some D1 potential. Um, but obviously potential is just that potential. Um, but they're really good. Uh, lost a lot of them this year. Uh, two went to Jalen Green Elite. Um, two went to the Stockton Soldiers. One went to the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets didn't even have a high school team last year, so I don't know how that happened. But um, it just, again, I and I, I talk about it on my docuseries and all that stuff, you know, but it's these are kids I coached since, like, when you were young, like fifth, sixth grade, you know, kids that, you know, couldn't score a layup, didn't know anything really about basketball in terms of really how to play it at a high level. Coach them up, train them. I was one of their first trainers, all that stuff. And then, of course, they stopped training with me. They move on to these, you know, I, I uh, what they whatever they call themselves the elite trainers I, I just think everyone trains I don't know I don't know necessarily if you can call what elite I think I think that's subjective basically um no you just suck at training no fuck you I don't <laughs> I used to train your punk ass too but oh here we go so they they left right and it just makes me reflect and always think it's like man there really is no um there's no loyalty or I'd say parents are loyal to the kid um but they're not loyal to the coach or the club and i don't know why this is i don't know if it's ever gonna stop or change it's just there's always this culture now you grass is greener somewhere else i just i don't know because even with me i kind of played throughout i I just really feel weird sometimes when i because if somebody helped me out so much i feel kind of obligated which is like that's just me. Yeah, you have well, you have great. loyalty and moral. I mean, you 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 have a morality, a honor, right? That's what we were calling. You have honor. You feel like, man, this I'm honoring this guy by sticking by his side and helping to try to elevate but where even, I came from. Because even then, like I left YBA for a year and I played, but I, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> for real, <laughs> no, <I> did. <laughs> you but, did something that you thought you wanted to try. I mean, that's, yeah, because like, I feel like people should try to venture out because like everybody needs to be let out of a shell. Right. Like, sometimes you do blossom going somewhere else, but I feel like even when I blossomed, I always come back. Yeah. Because those are the people that help me. That's your roots. Yeah. Yeah. Like my when I talk to my D, like I I praise them all the time because yeah. they help me get D one. But a, but a lot of but a lot of kids, I'm saying they'll leave and never just act like you didn't exist. Act like yeah, you know I'm beyond you. You know what I mean? And and I don't know if it's got. I don't know if it's again. I think it's a combination of the ego, the social media, the I think the yeah, oh this kid's is, doing it. I got to do it. You know that type I of. I feel like that's something that I used to do too. Like always look at somebody else's journey because yeah. how bad I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And I never hated on any never in my life. But it's just like it makes you so hungry. Like dang, like this person's there. Like I feel like I could be there, but do you think that's right, or do you? It's think a it's balance. Just, you have to have a balance of right because I have friends that played D two and D one that killed it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play D two and D one like and kill it too, but it wasn't the fact of like I'm hating on you and like oh now I'm jealous. It's the fact of now you're you're pushing me. Right. You have to use it to 
a certain extent because it's good if you use it the right way. Because if I see someone doing something that I'm like, okay, I respect him and I feel like I can play at that level if I work hard enough, that's something that that's just respect. Right. That means I'm showing, I'm okay, I give you your flowers. Yeah. But now I'm going to work as hard so I right. can meet you at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like people kind of have like a, oh, he did it, I can do it. But like, and, and like a, it's kind of, it's a difference. Yeah. And it, I kind of said it the same, but it's kind of like a, it's a different mentality. Yeah, like why, it. like it, you if know, like do it, if he can, can do, it. do it, like you know, if he can go play for Jalen Green Elite, I know I can play with the yeah. soldier. You know what I mean? And because it's just it's like just that weird. kind of like yeah, that little animosity yeah. towards yeah. it, and I think that's it's terrible to have that because animosity is only going to get you killed. Yeah, or it's going to make you think so much about like oh I should be doing this that you don't focus on your journey, and once you don't, and once you like take your eyes and once you like your focus is not on what you can do. And it's about other people. I feel like that's gonna. It's, it's terrible. My dad always taught me never compare myself to another man because nobody yeah. else. I'm only me. Yeah. Like I can be like, uh, like, and of course everybody does it. It's just yeah, life. We all because compare every, ourselves to a degree with somebody. Yeah. But it's like how how you handle that is what makes you and like what makes you and how you come out. What about be. um? Well, see, but that's why I feel like the guys on the back end who get. Because while the players are going through these motions, the guys on the back end, like myself, the coaches, the trainers, the people who poured into these kids and these families, because that's the biggest thing, too, that I deal with a lot. Like, I've I've expressed, even on my shows, I, I have to keep kind of a lot of families and people at arm's length. Of course, there's those who I'm really, like, gravitating with, close with. Like, I'm close with you and, and uh, Derek and Brett Gill. And there's certain kids I'm really close with because – um, Malik Rose, like all, because I know the families. I know you. Like I really got closer to you guys. But a lot of nowadays, especially nowadays, because the way you is, I kind of have to keep families at arm's length, not um, more or less to protect myself. Because I've literally had families who have. I mean, I've I've had moms, dads, a lot of moms who literally look me in the face, and say, "I'm loyal." You know, we're not the type of people to leave. We're always going to be loyal to YBA and you. You've done so much for my son. You've been great for him. You're everything for him. We love you. To, all this fluff for years. And then turn around and be like, oh, we're leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, damn. You know, how – I know I'm not the only coach and trainer and person that goes through that, right? Yeah. So I'm just curious. I just kind of think like – like I was saying, I feel like you can – I feel like people can leave because they have to, like – because sometimes you've played with somebody for so long, you mm -hmm. need – have a different style and need something different. But I just feel like if you leave, you can always come back and show love. Now, right. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like, when you look at it with certain people, like, if I wanted to leave YBA, when I left and I was playing for someone else, yeah, it was never like, oh, I'm never talking to Coach Chris again. It's right. it's not awkward when I see you. Right, right, anything right. Else. I'm keeping you updated. I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. this. And it's just, like, your intentions on what you're doing. Like, if you're like, hey, I love playing here, but I have, like, I feel like I have a good opportunity to go somewhere and, like, yeah. maybe it's something Which great. is like, totally fine. That's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like But I you was, kept a personal relationship. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You kept you, – you kept, that's but what I'm saying. Like, I deal with these, some of these kids. I mean, they just ghost and, like, like, I think like that's nothing personal. ever happened before. Yeah. And I think that's weird because even me, like, I know I, I, I'm suck at replying. <laughs> I really do. But it's never, like – it's I don't have any negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always, like, I'm always trying to figure it out because it's hard when you come back. But – 
I feel like that's a it's not a problem. It's a personal problem, obviously. Right, but right. it's like I'm so used to showing all this love. Like so when I come back, everybody wants to see you. Right. Like everybody's right, like, oh, yeah. everybody wants the time. So now it's like, dang, yeah, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do yeah. that. But like when you have that many people backing you up for you being that like consistent with them, it's gonna help you out in the long run. Because now I have all these people backing me up and right. what I want to do and like now they're supporting me. And of course I know the people that supported me since I was a little like nobody knew anything about me, nothing. Right. So I already know who had my back then and not the people that are kinda just joining in now <laughs> yeah. that kinda knew of me and weren't right. showing that much. But um I just feel like once he hits like once people hit that certain age, they're gonna probably call back and be like, Oh, you remember us? And like and that's what people do now with me. Yeah. And I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm nowhere near famous. I'm, I haven't done anything. Hey, you play college ball, man. You're I, a D1 like, athlete. But it's just Some like fame comes with that. So it's just like, oh, oh yeah, we, oh we were cool in high school, or we were this, this, and, and you're this. like, I don't, and it like it's the most <laughs> like frustrating and annoying thing I've ever dealt with. It's like, a real it thing, you, right? It makes you not want to like pick up your phone, ever. yeah, because now every like random all, numbers or that's all you like, want to talk yeah. about. Like you not you weren't there when I was like basically in JUCO. You weren't saying <laughs> the same things in JUCO. You weren't saying the same things when I was at D two. Well, that's why that's why it's funny because I tell people um, I was talking to Matt's mom, Matthew Schroeder's mom, a cat. We were talking about you, and well, um, after you won the championship and all that, or of course we were talking about you, and and I said a lot of people know they don't know the 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 self doubts. You know, um, you you talked about it on the episode, you know, your first episode here years ago when you were just like you know, there's times you're doubting yourself, there's times you're frustrated, there's times you're you know think like, do I want to keep going and all this. Stuff. They they uh, they see the the end, right? Yeah. They they didn't Everybody, they weren't they didn't see the 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 process, is, the journey. And even then, like it's when people see that process, like they don't really understand. Like you'll never understand it until you really go through it. But people that are there for you throughout that process are the people that I like. I try to always come back and help. And of course, like I'm thankful for everybody now that yeah. Oh, like we kind of kept that like cool, but. Um, <laughs> It's just like people like that, like especially now that I can kind of come back and tell them like my experiences. Yeah, it's really cool because I didn't, I had it from like my big brother, basically Isaiah Pinheiro, like mm-hmm. he helped me out, and then yeah. like all the people I trained with who played at like the really high level players right. that helped me out. And it's like it's always love when I see them because yeah. they, when they first met me, they accepted me and they wanted me like and they helped me out. Right. And, and I, now like now good. I'm a part of them. Like, right. Now we're all a part of like when I first met, I met she two years ago. Yeah. Basically, and he's basically like we're family. And uh, you're a part of that. Yeah. That so group, just, that culture, like the Jordan Fords, and like you said, I yeah, and Ford, and yeah, and Ford reaches yeah. out, and all of them, yeah. and they have so much other stuff they could be doing. Right. It's just little things like that, because like when you have people like that in your corner, it's just it means the world, especially if you do something with it, because like all that it made you. And I feel like y'all, I of course I I had to do it myself yeah. to an extent, but. I tell people all the time I wouldn't be anything without the people that have helped me out to get to where I needed to go because yeah. I would I, I literally wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have no backbone. I wouldn't have nothing. Yeah, that's true. Well, you're all right. You did all right, dumbass. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, um, well, my last question before you get out of here, because um, this is another component that I see now with college athletes especially, which is really cool. Money. Cause, well, yeah, the money. But on top of that, the fo- well, I was gonna say the money and the following. Like oh. you know, you got you don't you have a blue check mark now and all that? Yeah, you got a blue check mark. 
people be paying for it. I ain't pay for mine. I'm letting y'all know that. I ain't pay for mine. You didn't pay for yours. Got verified for real. Stop the cap. No cap. I can show you too. I can show you exactly when I got it. I can show you when I got it. All people right. be paying no. No, they do. This, no, 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 no. This pay. is a public service now. Yes, okay. People be playing for blue checks. Yeah, they do. I don't know why. Because it it just people want to be not, verified. Oh, I, you heard them laugh. Yeah. <laughs> people be playing for blue checks. It's, so, hey, people want to get verified. People want to get verified, but like it's annoying. Well, because so, it's a status it was, thing. It was just I was like people happy. pay for followers. I was so happy when I got a blue check because it was like not the fact of Oh, I'm better than anybody. Yeah, it's the course. fact that like all I was getting recognized for every little thing that yeah. I, I did. Like and people like me. validation and recognition, of course. Yeah, like and it validated like all my. If it, it felt like okay, all my whole work. But people it, will do it to the check, point they want to pay for. It. Yeah, but a blue check doesn't mean everything. I'm letting y'all know this right now. I'm not saying it like oh my god, I got a blue check. Right, my life right. changed. But like it's cool to know like okay, all this hard work. They like people have recognized it to yeah. where like now I can be verified to. Well, that's what I'm something. saying. You got to, but people be paying well. for it. You not, you you not. I know a couple of my friends pay for it. I love you though. But, uh, they pay for followers too. If you look at people's followers and you see a bunch of Middle Eastern <laughs> and and Ooh, blank man. supermodels as followers, you, you know that that was paid for. People out here paying for blue checks. <laughs> Shut the. Fifteen dollars a month. Don't miss your payment, or it's gone. What about okay? So, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> y'all find out there. No, like, let your credit let your credit card don't go through. You, you unverified <laughs> that day. And so it's like Metro, like Metro. Basically, you don't pay that bill. They cut it off. Fair, fair enough. Like you got a light bill for fifteen dollars a month for a blue check is crazy. Yeah, but I mean, some people it's that. That's I mean, people are that hungry for clout. I like me. I do this show. You go. You pay for one. No, I would never do that. I, I'm never pay for one. Never. Watch in a month. I, 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 a blue check. Here we go. I, I do this show for information because I just love. I love sitting down with people. Love their journeys, and you know, I do the YouTube stuff. I'm trying to grow my own YouTube channel because it's mainly just basketball content. Like I don't give a damn about clout. I like information though. I like learning. I like learning people. I like hearing their stories. Um, I want people to get the information from guys like you on the inside so they can't sit there and be like, oh, well, what's it like? Because, of course, again, they can look at the top end. They can look at the J.J. Reddicks, Matt Barnes, the Stephen Jacksons, the Shannon. Those are all the people. That's the less than 1% stories. They're not, they don't, they're not around for the in-between guys, right? The guys that still played high-level basketball, D1, maybe go overseas, maybe go to the G League. Like, like I would love to sit down with a Jordan Ford and have his story. You know what I mean? He's playing for the – um, Keens right now, um, not the Sacramento Keens, but the, um, the Stockton Keens, right? But to hear his journey and see how he's still going, right? Um, Isaiah would be one I would love to sit down with. Like, I want people to talk, hear from those guys, right? Because again, um, and 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 shout out to Marcellus because I know they uh, they go on, they've done his podcast, but Marcellus already has a huge following because he's a YouTube celebrity, right? So it's just so ducking my ones too. My <laughs> yeah, apparently I, I saw that on your stories. He's, he's ducking you, all right. But like he's another, you know, he's another kid I coached and all of a sudden fucking became famous or whatever. But yeah, with the social media, with the following, with the blue check mark, you know. What's that like? What's your what's your life like with that? I mean, it's cool, I guess. Not nah, having that little, you know. I know that little cat. 
that little caveat of status, you know, it can adjust some things. I'm sure you get random DMs and shit all Thanks. the time. So just saying, people, what's that like? And people that I know get random DMs. It's crazy. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, it's cool because, like I was saying, like, as much as people don't want to admit it, everybody, like, everybody wants validation. Yeah, of course. We all want validation. So it, it's cool to have, like, it's cool to understand that what I've done, people recognize it and and people, like, respect it. But I would just say, like, people let it get to their head. I'm, I literally say all the time, I'm just, right, I just, I'm still kind yeah, of, I'm you're still a goofy little kid. Yeah, like, I'm going to act the same way. <laughs> Nothing else. My clothes might change. You feel <laughs> me? Might get a big old chain. Right. Oh, okay. No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, no, I'm serious, though. I'm getting a big chain. <laughs> but, um, shout out to my parents. But, <laughs> nah, but I think, it's, I think it's just all about how you use it. Like, I really wanted to be verified so I can get clothes. Like, be able to reach out. Like, <laughs> that's nah, fine. But, like, get, be able to reach out to people and, yeah, like. Yeah, that's a smart. Hey, once you have a, it, once yeah. you have it, it's just like, okay. They give, you, they give you a shirt it. or some shorts to brand out there. Yeah, why not? It's not even that. It's just, like, when you reach out, yeah. you kind of have more of, like, a stamp to it. Right. Well, so look at just, someone like Angel Reese. She's. Yeah, like, she's kind of. Yeah, she's She's stamped. about to make ridiculous amount of money in college for and the then next even years. then like when that happens like you can still be able to reach out and be able to like especially more with a higher following mm-hmm. and even then like i really my goal since i was a little kid was just like travel the world and like i want to help people yeah so like the more and more following i get like i want to be able to just tell my full story like of my life one day because i feel like it'll help a lot of people out because i'm not just i'm not just like Kai, like the people that they see now, yeah. like all that. Like my family went through Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, like we had. I have a lot of stuff to where, like, it probably helped a lot of people out. Like, I've suffered through a lot of stuff that right. I feel like people can relate to. So, I feel like if you use it the right way, it's amazing. Some people use it like clout based, and of they want to. Yeah, but um, I think it's just tough because I have a like TP on our team. He has yeah, a, a huge following, but right. he, he like he reaches out with kids a lot, and he like goes out and tells a story. Nice. And I think that, like, there's a people like that. Like, we have a lot of kids, and we have, a, like, a lot of high-class people on our team that, that use it to, like, to their advantage. Some people you do use it for yeah. other reasons, wild. And, and it's, wild. it's to and each it's their cool own, right? It's, it's yeah. them. Like, I, it's cool, but I think if you use it the right way, it's the best thing ever. Because, like, the more – the best thing about being, like, being validated for basketball mm-hmm. is the fact that now people have more of a reason to listen to me as a person. Right. So now I can tell my story and like it might not be I might not be the biggest superstar, no nothing, but like I'm more credible, like in a sense to where I can tell my story and people aren't gonna be like, You never did nothing. Right. Like, I haven't done anything yet in the serious standpoint. I'm still right. in college, I'm still yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. but like I've done enough to where like I could probably go and talk to a kid and he would listen and it's kinda like respectable. So I'm I'm happy about that because it's just I've always wanted to share like and help people and be able to share that story. So to have a following to where I can one day be able to do that is something that is really important to me. Cause well, I know people out there can really benefit from it. Well, like, like we talked about earlier, you know, all ball players, all, all people should, especially if you're doing something worthwhile, should have an ego. Right. But, yeah. you know, I, 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 I always say this, you know, I say ego, uh, ego without control you know, brings upon chaos, right? But a but a ego with control is called confidence, right? So you know that's what I say. You be confident in who you are and what you can do. Always be yourself, right? yeah. And everything good will come out from it, right? People always follow you. I mean, not always follow, but like I just people will draw to you more if you're always genuinely being you. 
nobody wants nobody that is just oh I'm this way this day and then the next day I'm completely different. Yeah. No matter what, you can say I've been the same kid since I was twelve. Unfortunately. So a real one. Oh, well, turn me well no, please don't don't do that. But thanks for coming in. I appreciate uh, you taking your time. And then uh Hold on, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Look. Can you not can you not I'm gonna finish what I have to say. Oh, shout out Dr. Dish. Sorry, I didn't put that out there. Shout, shout out, out Dr. Dr. Dish. Dish. Best shout shooting out machine out on the market. Because you guys are sponsoring me. me and you know, helping me. me out. Sponsor Don't sponsor me, him. He can't sponsor shoot. me, Dr. Dish. You do not want him in any of your shooting. Shout out videos. to shout out to so, all my guys. Shout out to North out, Texas yeah, and uh we're getting parents. that NIT championship. What's your coach's name? I, I, I Grant McCaslin. Grant Grant what? Coach Mack. Coach Mack. Coach Mack. Okay. Well, shout, shout out, out to you, Hodge. Coach Mack. Hold on. Shout out Coach Mack. Shout with out him. Coach Hodge. Shout out Coach Dre. Shout out AC. Shout out Clay. Hold on. Let me get to all the managers. Okay. Oh, Mikey, yes. Dez. Hold on. Jalen. Hurry up. Preston. Uh, dang. Nah, I messed up. Hayden. Hold on. No, no, no. Splash for no. you guys. Hold on. Hold on. Dude. Hurry up. Man, shout out to all the managers, bro. Hold on, we got a. That I, yeah, I already said that. Okay. Hold on. Dang, bro. We have a lot more too that I'm hella thankful. Shout about. out to the whole community staff. there, the staff, they the school. Thanks for taking care of this kid. I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to. Shout out to. Uh, hold on. Oh, oh, hold on. Eh. Shout out to all my little bros out there that be listening to me. <laughs> I don't shout know why to, they would. But shout out okay. to all everybody that helped me. Shout out to the. Shout out to the guys. Shout out to uh, Apartment Ninety Three in North Texas. Mulai, Jaden, Tyree. You feel me? And, Thanks. Uh, and, and shout out uh shout out to my mom for real she yes. be folding my clothes oh god shout out to I my dad he a real one too shout out to my sister here shout out to your sister too yep. She's hold on hold on hold on hold on now I'm on you look coach Chris is a bum he can't ever guard me he never was uh, able to guard here me here we go oh, I beat you he still owe me $50 I beat you I don't day. owe you $50 I beat you he owes me $50 to this day I beat you I told the story last time y'all should look back I beat you please go look at the episode I beat him I beat him and I'm older now I'm grayer and got a beard and older now he was like bro you gonna actually play I said but I'll play right now I don't owe you $50 boom started cooking him $50 I stand and got my money I helped you get to college you're welcome. No, you didn't. Like I said, he did not coach me. I said at the beginning that really? he didn't coach me. I coached myself. Shout out to Coach Brandon. Please Cole. hit that subscribe and like. Shout out to Coach Brandon. If you're listening to audio, Coach you're a real shout one. Out to, hold on, shout out to and Coach Smalls. And we are out. No, we're not. Don't stop. Look, shout out Coach Smalls. He helped me. Shout out to my uncle Keon. He coached me since I was a little kid. Shout out to all my uncles that helped me out. I'm so tired Coach of Coach Chris. No, don't stop it yet. I'm Look, about to cut no, you off. Don't even do that. Look, I'm going Coach to. Chris is a bum. He's never been able to guard me when we played. He always had an NBA player on his team when I was young in high school. If you try to play me right now, I'll cut All right, you, man. everybody. I'm not there. Bye. Look, shout out to all the.